another episode of Daring Faith, a podcast where we empower the everyday Jesus-loving guys and gals to be bold, to be different, to be set apart, living defined by Christ for a purpose and for such a time as this. I'm Jen. And I'm Simina. And today we are joined by a very special guest, Jason Lukacs. Hey, Jason. Hey, girls. How are you? Good. Good. I'm glad to be with you guys. Yeah, we're excited to have you. So in today's episode, we want to talk about burnout within ministry. This is something we don't hear about all too often within our community, but we thought it was a perfect follow-up episode to our last two about balancing ministry with other aspects of life. Um, Before we get started, Jason, can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you? Sure, I'd love to. My name is Jason Lukacs. Um, For some of you guys who don't know me, I've um, served in Emmanuel Church in many different capacities over the years and the Sunday school and young adults drama ministry, the worship ministry, uh, creative arts, um, currently on Resurrections uh, leadership staff, as well as a creative arts director for our Instagram and our merchandise. Um, The Lord has pulled me and stretched me in different ways throughout the years, using me as an instrument and a vessel, um, not just in Emmanuel Church, but with other partnered um, organizations. Throughout the years, um, I graduated from Vanguard University four years ago uh, with a bachelor's in um, business marketing and a minor in performing arts and biblical studies. And um, my passions are creative arts, um, giving God glory through the arts and exemplifying his creative and handiwork in us um, through that. That's awesome. So I think we can dive right in. We've got a lot to cover. Um, But first and foremost, let's talk a little bit about what burnout really means. I think oftentimes people mistake it for just feeling tired or out of it, but it's much deeper than that. And it's actually Mm -hmm. a pretty serious thing. So share with us a little bit about what burnout really means. Yeah, there is definitely a difference between that. And there is um, an element of exhaustion in it, but it's not the main focus. For the purpose of this podcast, I'm going to be using a lot of car examples. Um, (laughs) It's the best way I can paint a picture, so to speak, on what burnout really means. And I'm not Mm -hmm. really meaning by burnout as far as like peeling your tires, you know, peel outs (laughs) or anything like that. But it I'll dive into that a little bit more. But um, a lot of people do confuse burnout with being gassed out. And gassed out is something that Mm -hmm. is not used too often you know if your car runs out of gas your car's still working it's functioning you just need to fill it up with fuel if your battery goes out and you're just exhausted and really exhaustion really is the burning of gas right Mm -hmm. so if you're just gassed out you just need to rest or you need to fill up right you need to replenish or charge your battery whatever that may be but burnout is a state of emotional in my opinion state of emotional physical social even spiritual exhaustion um and it's just more than just being tired. Yeah, it's being withdrawn and disinterested, and um, unpassionate about things that once were there for you. Yeah. All good stuff. Um, so, what are some signs of burnout? I know this is something you personally experienced. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe talk about your situation and changes you started seeing in yourself. Right. Well. Um, First off, I can tell you that it definitely can lead to social withdrawals, mm. um, depression, um, diminished health in some cases. I, fa- you know, thankfully um, I didn't have to deal with that, but I've seen in other people how health has diminished, um, spiritual malaise or 
um, degradation. Mm-hmm. In most cases, burnout just leaves you with a sense of disinterest and willingness to push forward and persevere. And you just get really disinterested really quick. And like mm-hmm. a car, if a car burns out or if you're using a car in in a way that is not designed for. For instance, let me give you an example. The best way I can describe this, imagine you have... Like my car. You guys have probably seen my car. I have a small little Kia, right? Yes. Kia Spectra. <laughs> All right. Well, I used to have a 4x4 diesel Dodge Ram mm-hmm. pickup truck, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, if I wanted to pull out a stump out of the ground or haul a trailer with my Kia, I'm probably going to twist my frame, probably going to overheat my engine, mm-hmm. probably going to use up my my suspension and and so on and so forth, and bend that car really out of shape. Um, and definitely will be burned out. Now, if I use a diesel 4x4 turbo diesel truck pulling out a stump or a trailer, the equipment on that truck is designed for that purpose, right? Um, the equipment on this Kia is not. But in that case, it starts making noises, right? If you start driving again, so I would say an example or a, or a sign of someone who's burnout <laughs> They start making noises, right? They get cranky really fast. Uh, they get they get mad at things that they normally don't get mad at. Um, they start fuming, you know. They start to um, be uncalibrated. Starts to the equilibrium in their life is a little bit out of place, and they just might be a little bit more unstable, or in some cases, um, just not have the ability to continue on and move forward and not really moving forward not really having any payoff in any in anything they start and and really it's like i see this a lot in people um where they take on a lot of tasks and a lot of roles and a lot of things and really burnout um in my opinion is is almost like becoming like the jack of all trades but the master of none okay so like you try to push that car your vehicle you yourself the temple the body um to do things that it was not designed for yet or equipped for in Mm. that specific season. Okay, so um, why would you say people experience burnout? Okay, well, burnout is often the result of people being self-reliant. And I'll kind of explain what like self-reliant means. Um, Oftentimes, it's not necessarily something sinful that they're doing. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's just the pure fact of not being in God's will for whatever it may be. So the the people who are self reliant um, take upon the role of savior rather than trusting God to accomplish His will through you or through others. Many times they begin to see uh, the need, any need, every need that comes their way, as their calling rather than asking God's wisdom and direction. Like maybe mm-hmm. God might identify or highlight a need in the church, right? Or a need anywhere else. Um, But he's not necessarily asking you to till the ground. Maybe he's asking you to seed. Maybe he's asking you to harvest, like Matthew says. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, again, some people have this conception that maybe burnout is the result of someone who is sinning or they have a, a sin in their life and they're spiritually being deprived as a result, but that's not necessarily the case. Um, we find that many times in the Bible where people take up roles that are not there. There's not, it's not theirs to take. It's not in God's will. We have the example, um, in Hebrews where Moses, 
uh, ends up taking roles. God called him to leadership, but he didn't call him to take every single job that there was. He called him to leadership, and sometimes Mm -hmm. he must delegate in that. And it took Jethro, um, his father-in-law, to convince Moses that, Moses, um, you are not called to be the judge by yourself. And many times I found that people in my life have stepped in and given me advice on releasing some things that I was taking on that -hmm. were not sinful, Mm -hmm. but they were not in God's will. Yeah. There is this overemphasis on performance in our community where people Mm -hmm. take on way too many tasks and they ended up being burnt down. They don't even know why they're doing. They know what they're doing, but they don't know the why behind Mm -hmm. the what. Yeah. It's all about leaning into the Holy Spirit and guiding you into what he has planned and willed for you. Yeah, actually, um, when we first moved to Emmanuel, I think we were both in that situation of getting caught up in a lot of different ministries all the time, like growing up. And one of the leaders from our church told us just because God, like just because you can make a positive impact through a certain ministry doesn't mean you're called to it. Mm -hmm. Just because you know how to sing doesn't mean you're supposed to be in worship team. So that's really important, I think, to make sure you're in God's will. Yeah. Like I said, for some people, it will be a challenge of their trust in God to be able to say yes to some things that they're saying no to now Mm -hmm. and saying no to some things that they're saying yes to. I think the question we're all curious about is... What do you do if you're currently burnt out? How do you cope with that and recover from it? Mm -hmm. Right. So the first thing is stop. And inevitably, you're going to have to be stopped because burnt out stops you. When a car is burnt out, when a car is bent out of shape, it's going to stop. It just doesn't move. It doesn't go forward. So just like us. And sadly, um, you know, we we stop because we have no other choice. Yeah. Yeah. If you are seeing the signs of burnout, if you've seen if you if you've seen those warning signs in your life, I would say stop, mm-hmm. stop. Yeah. Take a day of just ultimate Sabbath from everything. I mean, mm-hmm. just take a day where you can sit face to face with the Lord, open the Word, pray, and I would even encourage maybe fasting, so the Holy Spirit can work in you. And fill in those cracks, because I'm telling you, if a car is burnt out, if you've ever experienced a car engine that has blown out, there are definitely cracks in the head, right? And a lot of people that experience burnout or are in the season of burnout, those cracks are open. And those um, moments of vulnerability is room for the enemy to do his work through you and in you. Yeah, yeah. Um, preventing, I, I would say preventing burnout altogether, we Mm -hmm. can all agree is probably better than learning from personal experience. How would you say people can steer clear of that? And um, one thing you brought up was saying no. And I think Mm -hmm. we, like one thing for sure is we need to learn that it's okay to say no. And it's okay to just be like, you know, at least for this season, I don't think God is calling me to this. Or at least waiting and seeing if that's God's will. Right, Taking some time. But what are some things you would say um, can help prevent burnout? Um, First off, staying in in the word of God, um, continuing to live a life of uh, lifestyle of, um, of fasting and prayer where it's constantly in your life and in your routine. So it's always asking, Lord, where can you place me? Where can I serve? What can I do where you'll get the most glory out of me with the equipment that you've given me now? And even if it, it it's actually really hard when you know where you stand with the Lord and you know you can handle something. But the Lord sees in front, behind, side to side, below. We can only see what's in front of us, right? 
But if the Lord is not asking you to climb a mountain, don't climb a mountain. The yeah, Lord is right. asking you to get somewhere really fast and, and and execute that test and go for it. If the Lord's asking you to haul and carry people's burdens, then go for it. But mm-hmm. we make a make a big mistake when we start seeing every need in the church as our calling rather than asking God's wisdom and direction of how to handle it, how to pray for it, how to say yes or no. And, you know, many times maybe we might not have all the equipment, but maybe God would like more people at the same spiritual level to grow together and haul a, haul a task together. Um, yeah. I, um, I remember a story of my friend who went off-roading with his 4x4 truck in a swamp. Now, his truck, even though has all the horsepower, has all the traction, the transmission there is prepared to go off-roading. It's not a boat. (laughs) So it's not designed to be a boat, and it's sunk right through. He cannot, with all the 4x4 power, he couldn't get himself out. Wow. Okay. So what did he do? He reached out to someone else. Hey, can you bring your car? Your car has a lot of horsepower. Mm -hmm. He had a friend live next door, was pretty wealthy and he he brought his dodge viper i have all the horsepower right and you might see somebody in your life that oh they're spiritually filled they're prepared and that person perhaps maybe in their disobedience or not leaning into the will of god might Mm -hmm. say okay let me come and help you because i have Mm. the strength i have the power right But they didn't have the guidance, they have the intuition, the wisdom Mm -hmm. that maybe they're not there to help you through that task that you're in. Mm -hmm. But also that person with the Dodge Viper, quote unquote, right, spiritually, thinking that they have the horsepower, they can pull you out. Well, they did. They didn't have the traction. They didn't have the transmission to. Mm -hmm. Well, when my friend's car got pulled, when they attempted to pull out my friend's car, they didn't end up pulling my friend's truck out at all. What ended up happening is that really, really expensive sport car that they invested a lot of money into mm-hmm. became um, bent out of shape. The frame twisted, the transmission uh-huh. locked up, um, and the engine overheated and ended up hitting a crack into it. You might be completely prepared for it, but if it's not God's will for you to pull out that truck out mm-hmm. of the mud, you will get drawn into it just by the sheer exhaustion, also the disobedience and the vulnerability that you exposed yourself to, um, to the enemy through that disobedience of not following into God's will. That's good. So I really like that analogy that you used about the car being bent out of shape Mm -hmm. by taking on something it wasn't meant to do and Mm -hmm. purposed for. And I think having that balance in our lives is also super important so that we're not quote unquote bent out of shape yeah yeah and if i could chime in yeah, um, yeah i like i also like how you mentioned um taking a sabbath we're actually going to be having an episode on that in a yeah. future season oh nice the, yeah on the importance of that. On that one that's cool yeah but like just taking a step back to look at our motivation and our heart behind you know what we're doing yeah that's great is that going to be in this season uh, a, no, a future, future season, season, I think. Yeah. We're still planning that out. But Wonderful. That's a good topic. Yeah. Um, kind of a question along the lines of the last one we asked. Let's say that God is calling you to multiple things, mm-hmm. multiple ministries, and yeah. it's within his will for you to say yes to Ooh, all that's, of them. That is dangerous. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> things can definitely get overwhelming at times, oh, obviously. Sure. A lot to balance. But is there anything you can do for yourself along the lines of self-care just to prevent being burnt out when there's a lot going on. So this question is for somebody who 
knows ahead of time that God has put something in their way, in his will, a heavy plight to carry, right? Mm -hmm. And we're talking about something more along the lines of like preventative maintenance? Yeah, yeah. Is that kind of like the question? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so sure, preventative maintenance is super, super important. Mm -hmm. Um, It ties into what I was saying earlier, um, staying in the word, staying plugged in to prayer, Mm -hmm. having a lifestyle of prayer and fasting where it's something that is a regular routine in your life so that you're always hearing clearly from God. That's Mm -hmm. the most important Mm -hmm. thing. Um, Another cause for burnout is a lack of self-care. So just not having preventive maintenance or just self-care in your life um, could lead to burnout. Mm -hmm. And also, if you're obeying God's will and you're within his will, um, you're going to do things to make sure you're within his will. Right. All right. Mm -hmm. And his will is not for you to stay up late or to to take on multiple external tests that are not, right? Mm-hmm. But so if you already know from the Lord that you have a, a, a large bill in his will, mm-hmm. then you're definitely going to want to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. You might sacrifice sleep and nourishment, right? And if you don't take care of yourself, you will fail to understand how much God values you, right? Yeah. Having a lifestyle of prayer and fasting where it's something that is regular routine in your life so that you are always hearing clear from the Lord. Another cause for burnout is a lack of Mm self-care. And if you don't take care of yourself, you fail to understand like how God values you, though, as a person and how God designed you. Mm -hmm. Um, You may desire to fulfill God's will. Mm -hmm. And in the meantime might sacrifice sleep and nourishment, that's not God's will, mm-hmm. right? He still wants you to get hours of sleep and eat and be healthy. Um, people I know who are really stressed out when they're really heavy into a task, um, they'll either stress eat or they won't eat at all. Yeah, yeah. And they'll over um, extend their schedules, mm-hmm. um, trying to fit in God's will and also their other extracurricular activities. Mm-hmm. That's gonna pile up real yeah. quick real quick and they'll find a they'll find ways like to fit it in their their schedule they'll they'll find ways people are that way and i used to do that a lot find ways to to try to balance the things that god has me called to and things that are kind of like my own Mm -hmm. but um but that's not in god's will and whether it's a lack of self-care or for instance people in the middle of that excitement because they are going through something exciting Mm -hmm. which they responded to that god said yes to you get really excited about it and you feel like a superman or a superwoman yeah, yeah. and you take on more tasks yeah. and basically are setting yourself up for failure, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And that vulnerability, you can actually take on more tasks and ignore some of the areas that God actually said yes to mm-hmm. and areas that God said no to mm-hmm. that are not in your lane, right? And staying in your lane is really important. Yeah. Um You'll get burnout, honestly. That's not your task, and you shouldn't be taking it. And really, burnout stems from, like, a lack of understanding the character of God and his expectations for our lives. Mm -hmm. There's a passage in Hosea 6.6, and um, if I remember right, it says, For for I desire steadfast love and not sacrifice, Mm -hmm. the knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. God would rather not see you or I becoming a burnt offering or burning yourself at an altar, mm-hmm. right? He desires steadfast love, uh, love and 
knowledge of him mm-hmm. and his will above anything, honestly. So for you to take on extra tests and try to squeeze it in and fit it in is just like, it's, it is playing with God in a way, you know, and he's there to sustain you and to carry you. There's a saying, the will of God will never lead you or the grace of God can't keep you. Mm. All right. Yeah. So if it's in his grace and if it's in his will to act onto you, right, and he's there to sustain you and you are basically challenging him by adding more, you would you would obviously end up into somewhere where it looks like burnout. Mm-hmm. And, you know, another passage I'm reminded of is like Hebrew 12. Um, if you guys are familiar, it says, let us run with perseverance, yeah. the race that has been marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus. The pioneer and the perfecter of our faith for the joy set above him, he endures the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Mm -hmm. So that verse was pretty in tense in my opinion like if you look at it from the point of view that god has already set up a path and a race for us for us just to walk into just to follow in through um and follow his steps as the perseverer right consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary or lose heart growing weary and lose heart in my opinion is burnout right yeah so i think that verse just sums up how if we just stay on the course in the lane that God has willed for us, we would avoid burnout. And does that make sense? Yeah. 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 You guys actually haven't asked me at all about my testimony, but I feel yeah, like I have to give you some insight when I was burned out. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You guys ready for that? Okay, yes. cool. Cause I went through a season, honestly, where I compared how I handled my situation when I was in the will of God in every task that I was doing, right? Mm-hmm. And there are times where I compared it in other seasons where I wasn't. Yeah. And I did become burned out severely, actually. And, um, and just reflecting on Hebrews, we can see how Christ being in the will of God and his obedience allowed him to endure the cross, mm-hmm. the scorning of its shame and how he sat down at the right hand of the throne of, as the Lord. When you are in the will of God, you can be overloaded with tasks mm-hmm. because the Holy Spirit sustains you through it, you know? Yeah. And you are kept there in a place of rest and a place of peace. Um, you are kept there in within a hedge of protection, if you will, um, you are in the will of God and you do not get tired. You, you probably get like physically exhausted, right? But you don't get spiritually burnt out. You don't right, get spiritually yeah. tired. You don't get weary, mm. right? You feel rested mentally that like you can carry on another mountain. Um, you do not get depressed. You will, you will get upset. You'll get frustrated. You'll have tasks, mm-hmm. but you just won't get like spiritually depressed. You won't get mm-hmm. up. You'll get oppressed, but you won't get depressed. If that makes sense, right. yeah. you'll get tired physically, but mentally, like I said, um, but mentally and physically are two different things. Um, I yeah. said physically specifically, but mentally are, uh, in my opinion, physical exhaustion is different than spiritual exhaustion physical exhaustion. You can 
overcome by just sleeping more, right? Yeah, yeah. But then when you get spiritually exhausted, what do you do with the spiritual exhaustion? Mm-hmm. Because spiritual exhaustion keeps you at night, yeah. right? It keeps you up at night, keeps you thinking, keeps you uh, worrying. You can't sleep because of it. So but, then doesn't like spiritual exhaustion kind of tie into physical exhaustion then? Yes, it can. Here's the thing, though. Um, but when you know you're in the will mm-hmm. and you know the task that the Lord put before you, mm-hmm. um, that spiritual exhaustion won't manifest itself into spiritual exhaustion mm-hmm. unless, let's say, all right, you know what? God has this task for me, this project but I'm not going to take on these extracurricular things so that I'm physically exhausted to the point where I'm losing sleep at night and then it manifests itself. Mm. If you are solely dedicated to what is set up before you, mm-hmm. you'll get physical exhaustion, but you will supplement it with proper rest and proper care, like I was mentioning earlier, mm-hmm. like proper self-care so that it won't manifest itself. But that requires you to maintain but if you're outside of the will of God, that spiritual exhaustion will manifest out of that physical exhaustion. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, but when you're in God's will, you guys can just blaze right through it. I mean, you won't feel tired, um, like in the moment, mm-hmm. but you'll just persevere just as Christ persevered because yeah. he was in God's will. And as I'm having like this moment right now, I'm reflecting like, gosh, like back on times when I wasn't in the will of God and I was taking on tasks and I thought by please that by taking like more tasks, I was pleasing God mm-hmm. um, more with things that I'm doing, thinking that every single need in the church or every single need in my family or every other need that my friend had um, being there as like the person to take on the tasks mm. sometimes a lot of us suffer suffer from this like messiah complex where like, i need to be there to save this save that fix that do this mm-hmm. do that but if they're not if it's not in the will of god for you to handle it then you will get burnt out because these are extra things that are adding unto you that um the lord hasn't added unto you in my opinion would you know yeah. does that make sense yeah yeah definitely and look maybe It wasn't even like a spiritual need that you saw, right? Maybe it might have been a need for yourself and you thought that maybe you can engage in an activity, an extracurricular activity. Uh, Maybe it was just something as simple as going to your friend's house to play a board game this weekend. Um, But they need, you know, but it wasn't in the will of God for me to be there. We often think that we need to hit or be at every single gathering, every single bonfire, every single meet and greet every single serial night movie night whatever it may be all these extracurricular things and i'm not saying that these are bad things that we shouldn't take on extracurricular activities or have hobbies or go out and entertain ourselves sometimes part of that self-care is actually engaging in some of these things but if we become the person that has to take on every single one of these activities and feel like we need to be there i'm just giving you guys the hindsight perspective that it can actually potentially harm you and add burnout to you when you're not really hearing from God and having the discernment and the distinction of 
what places and times I should be engaging in extracurricular activities so that they don't take away from my rest, from my um, clarity, and from my focus. The main word is focus on what the will of God is for that time and season. Um, You might just find yourself that you might need to stay home and maybe fast and pray into a need rather than just engaging into it. Mm -hmm. Maybe God's going to ask you guys like, hey, next week you're not going to need to go to that bonfire Mm -hmm. or you're not going to need to go to that event or you're not going to need to go to that. I'm going to ask you to stay in. Um, and pray and fast for a specific need. Or I'm going to need you to go to bed early um, because the Sunday school ministry needs your help tomorrow morning. You know? Um, Or I'm going to need you to Sabbath. And people forget how important. I know you guys are going to go on to this topic, so I'm not going to take too much time on talking about Sabbathing. Um, I'll be praying for the person who is going to be doing that podcast for you guys. Um, But people forget how important Sabbathing is And I'm glad you guys are doing an episode on that. I'll be listening for that for sure, because I'm still learning how to Sabbath, in my opinion. Like, I'm not quite there where I've mastered it completely, um, but I'm getting there. But really, Sabbath is just like taking time apart from all of your daily tasks and routine and just like focusing, refocusing on him and focusing on the will of God. God designed the Sabbath, in my opinion, so that like, we can rest mm-hmm. and refuel and recharge and hear from him better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a quote that I um, want to share with you guys. Yes. Um, I think it's just anonymous. I, I don't know who, who um, who's the author, but um, it basically says, don't make a, a promise when you are happy. Don't reply to anything when you are angry and don't make a decision when you are sad. So like mm-hmm. I was saying earlier, um, sometimes we're just delighted that we're in the will of God and we can get really excited and things yeah. are going well. We, we don't feel that exhaustion. You can work and work and work and you don't feel spiritually tired or drained. Um, but even in those moments, I re- the Bible requires us to always return back to the Lord in prayer and refilling of the spirit so that we don't have these vulnerable cracks in our walk to where we might let another task or something that is not of the will of God to creep in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love how you mentioned that even in the small things, it could even be something like, should I go to that bonfire or yeah. that youth night? It doesn't have to be like, should I start a ministry yeah. or something big, you know? Exactly. Just like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so last but not least, is there anything else you'd like to add to your personal experience dealing with burnout? I recall it was, I believe it was 2017, um, during the fall season, the Revive service that we offer every single year um, in the fall. It's a conference that our church has been doing. Um, now this will be our 10th year that we're hosting it. Wow. And I remember that in that season I was tasked to handle more than I usually do during Revive. I mm-hmm. stepped into more of like a leadership role of a, over a department. And I was saying yes to everything because I thought it's good, right? Like, and it is good. I mean, if you have the time and you have the flexibility, but if the Lord called you in a specific season to set yourself aside or apart for him to work on a specific task, you definitely need to take that seriously. And it, it might be tough for some people to say no, but I do realize that in that season, um, taking all these tasks on me to, to be there, be there, be there, do this, do that. I added on to my load. Um, I also knew in my heart that 
that for me to be able to fulfill these tasks, I would have to have a clear mind and a clear conscious and clear vision and direction. Um, that year, I decided to um, create an art gallery for Revive and allow artists to exhibit art that normally wouldn't be, a, not accepted, but normally wouldn't have a platform or a facility um, facilitation for them to exhibit art that the Lord impressed on their heart. Mm. A lot of Christian artists were available during that time. And I remember during that time, I also was involved in, in worship. I was also involved in um, in um, different ministries at church um, with the youth. And there were some areas where I felt like, man, I'm not excelling at them and I need to step in more. And there were some areas where I felt like I knew God call, had called me to, and I was mm-hmm. neglecting mm-hmm. or procrastinating or pushing off. And then once I realized that the time was getting closer to revive um, and things that I had pushed off started creeping in, I started kicking into high gear, but I didn't let go of other things that I was doing. Revive came around. It was a great success. Um, the art gallery blessed a lot of people. We ended up doing a coloring book that year where artists submit um, black and white drawings where people can color in and express themselves um, their own way. It was very successful. Um, Worship that year was amazing. I was still very plugged into that. Um, I know that in some areas I overstretched myself. Um, Maybe I could have said no to not playing all three nights of Revive. Yeah. And I said yes to all of them. And um, part of that was thinking, I'm like, well, that's where God's going to get the most glory out of me. Um, but then the holiday season rolls around and I just slumped hard, kind of self-isolated myself, was even thinking about not returning the next year and maybe finding a, a connection with a church that I used to serve at when I was in college, uh, an American church. And I felt like just my my work wasn't being appreciated. Um, I felt um, neglected in some areas. Um, I felt like the trust that I had in people were not there and vice versa, actually, the trust that people had in me. And that also just came from me not putting my time, my faith, and my trust in the Lord and, and seeing myself as like, I need to be the hero and, and come in and support every single group. The Lord was just telling me, while people were still blessed by it, mm-hmm. I didn't feel rewarded. I didn't yeah. feel because I, I I exhausted myself. I was working in areas that were were not my calling, and not even if I had the equipment or the let's say the the power and the energy to do it, um, it was not in God's will. So they took away from areas that God could have used me more. Um, said yes to a lot of things, and learning to say no to them was definitely a big learning curve for me. And in the following year, we were tasked with the 50th convention, if you, some of you guys remember. Yeah. Yes. And during that time, I can say that Jethro, for me, um, in that Moses story that I told you, how mm-hmm. you know Moses called him to uh, Moses was called to a leadership position by God, not to take on every single duty, like I said. And Jethro reminded him that you don't have to do this alone. And delegating is definitely a biblical principle. You see that in the apostles, how they delegated role to the deacons. He yeah. partnered with people, you know? Yeah. And um, Dan Drujora, for me, was my Jethro during this time where he explained to me that I will, I didn't even know what burnout was. I just know that I went through an experience and it was very heavy. I had to get delivered from that burnout season. Um, I did eventually um, at the beginning of uh, 2019. 
uh, excuse me, 2018, as I was preparing myself, we went through a period of fasting and prayer for the convention, and I really realigned myself with God's will and how he works specifically Mm. and how he equips us for certain tasks. But Dan told me, he said, look, you're going to have to delegate, and you're going to have to learn how to delegate. I'm putting you in a leadership position. I was placed over the marketing department and creative arts department that basically to create a, a theme and a uh, aesthetic to the entire convention mm. that is all linear and uniform and there's continuity from department to department. So I was tasked to oversee, make sure that every department fell into that. Um, and that might seem to a lot of people a lot of work, but like the idea that Dan told me was like, hey, it's gonna seem like a lot of work, but the only way you're gonna be able to do this is learn how to delegate and trust people and trust God in the process. And I found myself in many times where it's like, okay, I designed the shirt, I want to also print it. And I also want to purchase the shirts and also yeah. want to do that too, to make sure that it goes through the process. And Danny's like, no, you cannot do that. You have to stay in your lane and your tasks and delegate and learn how to delegate. And there were some areas where I had to let go. And I can tell you um, at the end of the convention, just by learning from that year of saying no to things, um, I had to say no to the youth camp that we had, mm. which was huge. I mean, they went to Yosemite. It was so beautiful. I saw pictures. I had to say no to that. I had to say no to outings, to um, no to um, other ministries at church that were calling me. I had to say no to some worship nights. I had to say yeah. no to a few things that year um, that would have kept me away from God using the most glory, getting the most glory out of me mm. and using me the most for his glory. And there were some bumps Definitely during that season, of course. I mean, me being a taskmaster and just trying to be a jack of all trades, I, I did put my foot in some areas where I saw there was a need and I stepped in, but I tried my best to not stay too much in that lane. Mm -hmm. Get in, help, come back in, yeah. recalibrate, realign, recenter, come back to center, you know? And um, I realized one of the things that I took away from that season the most was that our, our our identity in Christ is not defined um, by the work that we do mm -hmm. and the tasks that we take on, right? I'll say this. Um, our identity is not drawn from the tasks we accomplish. That's what I learned from that experience. Um, it, it's rooted and our identity is drawn from our relationship with Jesus. Yes. Um, we don't do the work he calls us to. We do it without our heart but we do not go beyond the limits he has set for us with our equipment, right? Mm. We accept help from others because God has called us to a community, right? Yes. And we just have to trust the process, trust the, the will of God that whether it's through me or whether it's through that person, it'll be fulfilled. Mm. There are certain times where you just have to press through if some, someone drops the ball, but God will highlight that right? We'll yeah. highlight that to you, that you have to come and pick that up. And I found myself during that time, during the convention, the 50th, and I, I used what I learned from the year with Revive, where when you're in the will of God, you don't feel exhausted, you don't feel tired, you don't feel burnt out, because everything you are doing, you're equipping and you're preparing yourself for the task that God has for you, where he will use you, where he gets the most glory out of you. Right? So I um, I don't want anybody to think that now if I'm going to be in the will of God, I can't have fun. I can't do this. I can't do that. If you're in the will of God, everything you will do will bring you joy, will bring you satisfaction. So you don't mm -hmm. won't know what you're missing. And even what you are missing and you know you're sacrificing, 
you'll do it with such love and just such joy. Um, someone came up to me after the convention and they were like, hey, you did this, you did that, you were involved in that. And aren't you just so burnt out? Aren't you just so like exhausted? Like, no, actually, I told them, I said, this year I kind of figured it out. When you are in the will of God and you're doing what you're supposed to and you're saying no to things you're supposed to and saying yes to things, you would do it all over again. Mm. Like I was so excited and so pumped after that. Like I wanted the next task from the Lord if it was in his will. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I was ready to move forward. So one thing I, I can say is that like anybody who is experiencing now burnout or anybody who is at the verge of experiencing burnout we recover from burnout by entering in God's rest. We avoid burnout the next time by staying in tune with God's specific direction, right? And that means we consult with him. You have to communicate with him. You have to see where he wants you, where he wants to place you. You grow where you are rooted, right? That's good. Um, we accept his rest because it is not just something that we have to because we're tired, but it's because it's his gracious gift of loving as a wise father. God is more interested in our relationship with him, like I mentioned earlier, um, from Hosea, there's nothing spiritual about being burnt out. And people think like, I'm, oh, you know, I'm burnt out for Jesus. I'm exhausted. No, because then he can't use you. Um, your obedience and your your um, your steadfast love and your knowledge of what he wants us to do is, is the offering ultimately. And um, if there's one thing I can tell like younger people, don't be afraid to say yes to the Lord, but also don't be discouraged when you have to say no to things. Um, you'll have to say no to things that are really fun and exciting. But again, like I can't stress this enough, when you are in the will of God, you you feel the rest, you feel the excitement, you feel the joy, and you can blaze right through it. I mean, you can coast up that mountain. If God calls you up to the mountain and he equips you, and he prepares you, then go for it, you know? But if God calls you to, if God calls you to haul trailers, you know, spiritually and take other people with you, be sure if he's asking you to take it alone or if he's taking you to take it with other people, mm. the journey, all right? It's all about hearing what God wants. It's all about staying in his word and hearing him clearly. It's not about doing this alone and being self-reliant, self-sufficient. God equips you how to be that way. By stopping and saying no to things, some some of you might have the impression that like your life just always has to be a place of rest and a place of Sabbath. And I will tell you that's also not good. Just constantly being in a place of rest and not working. Mm -hmm. um, part of the human calling from the word of God is to work. Work is part of that. Um, in Thessalonians, it says, if anyone is not willing to work, let him not eat. Um, yeah. In uh, Colossians, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord, not for men. Yes. Okay? And many people just become slots, right? And they'll just like, they'll get depressed because they see they're not quote unquote winning or excelling or um, gaining any reward from serving in the church. But they might also have like a heart issue where they are like in Colossians, work heartily as for the Lord, not for men. It's really important for us to reevaluate if we're really the work that we're doing and the will and the purpose, why we're doing it. Is it for God or is it for man? Mm -hmm. Is it, and man even being ourselves, like our own selfish mm -hmm. ambitions, yeah. our, own, our own selfish, like working for ourselves could just be like attending a, a gathering when the Lord says, no, I want you to Sabbath this day, or I want you to focus on your studies or study on your homework or study on, on my word to elevate you. Because if God has a plan for you, to become a lawyer, for you to defend a church, but you found it more um, pleasing to yourself and pleasing to men by you appearing 
at that volleyball tournament, <laughs> then you're impeding with the will that God has for your life and in the future. It's not just about now, right? You'll experience burnout later when you realize, hold on a second, I didn't study for this. I didn't study um, for what I'm supposed to. Mm-hmm. Or let's say if God's calling you to become a, a psychologist, right, or, or a pastor or a leader in an, an area, and there are specific seasons and times in your life that you're required to grow in the Lord, and His will is for you to to be there to to work on yourself and grow to equip yourself. Right? Maybe your equipment right now that you're carrying, your car, your spiritual vessel, your temple right now is not equipped to handle that. But God is equipping you so that in the future you don't experience the burnout that you would otherwise would in the state that you're currently in. Yeah. So um, the other, yeah, it's important that we don't just stay idle and become a sloth and just serve ourselves and serve other people, but serve the Lord in everything that we do. Um, Cause you know, I've, I found many times where people are like, Hey, you want to do this? You want to do this? Stuff? No, man, I'm just like in a season of rest. It's like, that is the first sign of burnout. Right. Yeah. And if that person is calling out that they are in a season of rest or so to then, then pray with them, pray through it and ask them how they, you can help them out of it. Um, but just don't stay there, right? Don't stay in that hospital state. Mm-hmm. You need to come back home to work. One thing I want you guys also to understand is um, the will of God will never lead you where the grace of God can't keep you. And many people yeah. say that, oh, well, actually, no, God does increase the tasks for you because he wants you to grow and to be more self-reliant. I totally agree with that. But I will say this, that even if that's the case, the bottom line, the end of that quote is he will not l- lead you where the where his grace cannot keep you, sustain you. So the catch to that is that we always have to be reliant on him and dependent on his on his instruction and our intuition not to be within our own and our own feelings, but to the will of God and lean into that because you won't get tired. You won't gr- grow weary. His yoke is light. Right. And um, he carries us through it. Yeah. Okay, so before we actually close, um, I just want to say that this episode was speaking to me personally. I didn't realize I was burnt out until we were asking all the questions you were answering. And now I'm like, oh, gosh, I'm actually burnt out. So, yeah. Okay, well, the the tool for that is just to stop. And um, like I said, it might take some time till you realign yourself. Um, and that just also comes from a lot of the weight that you might be carrying and mm-hmm. the, the tasks and the things that you have to evaluate in your own life. Um, prayer, fasting, yeah. reading of the word, hearing from other people who God speaks through faithfully. Mm-hmm. Um, saying just, no right now. I no. feel like that's what I need to do is mostly say no to a lot of things. May say no. Yeah. We feel like, man, our community, if if anything, we are just so spoiled with the amount of events and the amount of opportunities to socialize mm-hmm. and to pour into people and yeah. to and to gather and to unite and to those are all beautiful things, right? To build relationships and grow in fellowship. Those are all awesome. I don't get me wrong, those are all great. But if you know that you've been equipped for something else and your task is somewhere else, then you have to say no to even the most entertaining things that are good for you, right? Yeah. And say yes to things that might be difficult or challenging. So I'm glad it spoke to you. I'm still learning. Um, it was not easy for me to get out of burnout. Um, I can go into more details personally if anybody ever wants to reach out to me and go into the experiences that I had and how I got out of them. 
Um, the most important tool was stopping, praying, and yeah. listening. Yeah. All good stuff. Well, Jason, thank you so much for sharing with us today. It's so important that people hear this because it's not spoken about enough and that they understand how to practically deal with burnout and what it is. So we hope this was a resource for all of you and blessed you all. You can find this episode as well as others on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Instagram at Daring Faith, where we post all our updates and weekly podcast info. And as always, a big thank you goes out to our team helping us behind the scenes and making Daring Faith possible. We appreciate you guys so much and couldn't have done any of this without you. If you guys have a topic or guest suggestions, want to share feedback, or you guys just feel like saying hi, reach out to us and let's get connected. And until next week, have a blessed day, you guys. Bye. 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 Thank you.